movie titanic minute by minute i'm your co-host rob and joined as always by my good friends joe and duff hi rob hi duff hi listeners it's uh gonna be downhill after yesterday everyone just let's get that out there <laughs> we people we purposely people... sniffed glue before this episode <laughs> to make it as dumb as possible <laughs> yeah i was gonna wait i have to a splitting headache right now <laughs> i don't remember where i live and I don't know how to spell Titanic. <laughs> and I love gladiator <laughs> movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I was going to wait until we go on our first tangent of nonsense. <laughs> but uh, people learned a lot yesterday. Yeah, let's do the elephant in the room that was a stellar guest. Yes. All our all our guests are stellar. Anyone who'll come on the show and put up with us is yep. a saint. But uh, that was a class in itself. Yep. So, uh, in this minute, Jack and Rose run into Andrews. So, Cal, the beginning of this minute, he gets on that boat. And this is an important distinction, and I want to know what he says here. Does he say, give it here or give her here with the, with the little girl? I thought he said, give her here. Uh, I don't remember. I, A lot of okay. it's, always, it's always just <laughs> It's always just stood out to me as give her here and then cal doing his best to mimic a person of emotion they're there okay yeah that's true i just it's one of those things where um i'm not sure if it it makes a difference like if he's saying give her here versus give it here like give it here is clearly like he has no use of caring for this child in any way give her here at least points out that he looked at her (laughs) <laughs> like just maybe introduce hand, himself hand the humanoid uh <laughs> pile of bones and flesh here please yeah uh also this boat is this just first class cal and a bunch of steerage women uh, i think it's basically whoever could get on the boat at this point it's mostly women i think on it that we see yeah. though although i guess you're right because the guy kind of looked at cal and the only as we talked about the only reason he gets on so yeah cal and a bunch of ladies yep uh i'm sure there's some sitcom material some fanfic on that uh i have a deleted scene for you guys uh-huh uh the 22nd deleted scene of the movie we are back in the marconi room people listeners have wanted more about the marconi room the macro the mark the marconi grill <laughs> the macaroni grill <laughs> yes back at the marconi grill for overpriced mediocre italian food um <laughs> it's, Mar- it's a good <laughs> it's marconi i know it's marconi marconi grill uh <laughs> sorry tom that you had to have your name associated with this show uh so we have bride and phillips the uh the Marconi, 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 op- <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> the Marconi operators. It's even uh, worse because you took communications classes. You, well, I didn't learn you how know to do who Marconi this. is, man. 
Marconi. Like you just mix God. Have you <laughs> just have you ever heard the song We Built This City? <laughs> yeah, but I thought for the longest time it was We Built This City on Broken Glass. What? What are you? Oh, are you kidding me? What are you <laughs> no, talking I'm about? I'm are, not. I thought, are like, you man, trolling? They, no, I thought it was we built this city. No, we built this city Stop. on no, you broken did not think glass. How? <laughs> it doesn't sounds... sound anything like that. It sounds a bit like broken no, glass. No, it doesn't. Joe, your levels out, are blown. You're gonna blow I'm out that. This is so dumb. <laughs> you're gonna blow out that listener's earphones uh, or his, his car tires are gonna how, blow up how, again. How, I, what I are like you listening how... to it on. I just, I just thought it was broken glass. I thought it was about death what? and Did you regeneration. Mix it up with like, with <laughs> like, what's that rap song? Broken glass everywhere. The other <laughs> gangsters, not gangsters. Oh, nice. oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of uh, uh, broken glass everywhere. People pissed on the stage, just don't care. Yeah. Try to so, get away, and the man I, with the torch uh, that's my car. Like message, how, the message, the message. Yeah, but uh, I'm flesh. ashamed yeah. I forgot the name of that. But I yeah, like how you flesh. pivoted That'd away. be a cool... Oh, I'm sorry, Duff, but that'd be a cool mashup. We built this city and the message together. <laughs> Someone get on that. <laughs> so you, broken I, you, glass. You pivoted away from one obvious uh, thing you should know to a batch... <laughs> that is the worst lyric like miss here ever <laughs> not no one's ever thought anything dumber about song lyrics and, than that and that's why i, got, I, that's I, why I thought you were one. trolling because I have a that's dumber the... one. all right <sighs> how could no you don't i refuse to believe that the next thing will be dumber but say it okay you know the song the roof the roof the roof is on fire blood yeah. hunking yes the blood hunking i thought it was beirut is on fire <laughs> That's not and worse, it, but it's really funny. No, and it was like a political song. That, oh. that, that, one, that one, at least, it kind of sounds alike. <laughs> and it makes sense. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean, who knows half the time they're saying about nonsense. We built the city of broken glass. <laughs> I'm not trolling you. I honestly thought it was. I figured I would have told you guys did this. You, like, did Were you, you only allowed to listen to that? Like, if your neighbors turned it up all the way, and then you had to walk 300 yards away, and that was how your parents let you did listen your, to rock and roll. Did your dad want to take a nap and put you in charge of the bar, and then you just drank a lot, and then you heard the song? Are you sure you haven't had Meniere's your whole life? <laughs> I'm not sure on that one. I'm not Jesus. sure. Listen, I think if you re-listen to it, you'll hear Broken Glass. No! I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you owe Starship an apology. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen them in concert, by the way. Really? They've played S- at Summerfest. Summer okay, I'm at, I'm at Summerfest, and Starship's playing. Would you? So it's not like I'm paying money to go see them. I'm already in Summerfest. Would you go? I'd go. Were I, they ever on the Jeffersons? <laughs> <laughs> they, are they, like, do they do the "Moving On Up" song? They should. I, I think that would be a hate crime if they did. Oh that. my god. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna say one more the, thing, the, and that's and that's that. Uh, I have a follow up noth- question for Duff. Nothing and Duff only. All right, hold on. Wait, Duff, you make hold your on. point first. Hold Let's on, hold on, hold everyone on. here. I'm just, getting worked up. <laughs> I just I just wanted to say that nothing's gonna stop us now as a baller song. Moving on. I up. won't dispute it. All right. What, Which what band you- is whiter, Starship or Sticks? Oh. Sticks. Uh. 
at one point, I mean, Jefferson Airplane was legitimately cool for a little while, so I'm yeah, going to say Sticks. I don't, I don't think you can account that. Because doesn't that make Starship worse? Is because they used to be cool? Yeah, I mean, that's one. It, that's aren't the they? Argument. Isn't the evolution of Jeff, Jefferson Airplane to Starship at the end of the road there kind of the perfect encapsulation of the baby boomer generation? <laughs> like, they start yeah. out as, like, this edgy, kind of cool, druggy band that made super creepy music, and then they ended up making We Built This City. On yeah. broken glass, and taking the, and they've taken credit for building that city, even though they didn't actually do it, stealing yeah. it from black people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's What's those. Happened? We ran out of stuff to say. <laughs> I'm I, I'm angry, but okay, right. we should All move right. on. All right, let's. Can we, can we go back you, to the deleted scene? That's where we are. Can we delete scene. you? <laughs> let's let's go back to your deleted scene. We're in the Marconi Grill. <laughs> Or in the Marconi Grill. <laughs> you idiot. And Harold Bride is trying to get a preserver, a life preserver, a life belt, if you will, and Jonathan Phillips, but because uh, he wants him to get going. And Jonathan Phillips is like, I'm not going. I'm staying here. And he's just sitting there sending out SOS messages. So Harold Bride does eventually survive, but uh, Jonathan Phillips does not. That is literally the scene. But they cut that out because they cut out all the uh, Marconi Grill stuff earlier in the movie or most of it so yeah we haven't seen those guys since the actual sos or cqd 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 Mm. god what's wrong with us why do people (laughs) listen um okay so back on uh back on titanic rose and jack are running through the first class smoking room guys i have some fun facts about this Uh okay Okay, number one, this is a set. Uh, number two, the set is actually one of the few things built on the production of this movie that is just a flat set. It's not tilted. It's not built on hydraulics. There's nothing on it to make it seem like it's listing in any way. So what they did is they James Cameron just tilted the camera, and then they asked uh, old Garber here to just lean forward as Thomas Andrews. I was going to say, this is a very weird pose he's striking. Yep. And then they have the props. If you look at the, uh, there's like a glass of wine or whatever on the, uh, or maybe brandy on the fireplace. That's just the liquid in it is just a solid that they have uh, uh, solidified at a certain angle. Hmm. So like in this movie of like incredible effects, this is literally they tilted the camera. They made it look like the liquid it's, in that glass. It's basically, is... <laughs> it's the Star Trek effect where it's like everybody yes. act like we're hit. Yep. Hmm. So that's what this is. This is just Vincent Garber just like leaning forward. They, you know what they should have done? They should have filmed this at the mystery spot in Wisconsin Dells. Mm. Top secret. Yeah. Um, top secret except for the 800 road signs yes my favorite thing about top secret is it tells you that it's five dollars today it's always like a, like a deal like today it's only five dollars yeah. but that sign's <laughs> out there every day but we painted it on a sign 50 miles from here <laughs> uh so yeah i mean we I, I think it was uh years ago when we heard uh james cameron in a minute talked about that uh the boiler scene like the biggest trick in special effects is to mix up the effects. And so I think that's an example here where you have like, you know, a combination of practical effects and CGI effects. And then this room where it's like, we just tilted the camera. (laughs) I mean, but that's good enough. 
Yeah, it is. Do anything else? No, yeah. it works well, especially because the whole movie isn't people standing like this. It's just like a, a quick scene, and it works really well. Um, you do have to wonder how James Cameron's brain works because there's stuff like this where it's like, ah, good enough. But then, like we talked way long ago about how the Keldish didn't actually have a helicopter pad, so they yeah. had, and so they had to find another place and do all this stuff just so we could have a scene of them getting off the landing. helicopter. And it's like, why not just like cut to them? It's like, how was your helicopter ride? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was your helicopter ride. Um, so yeah, so in, in this minute, you know, uh, Andrews is staring at the painting. This actually happened in real life. He is uh, sitting there staring at the painting uh, where people saw. And Rose asks him uh, if he'll even try to make it off the boat. And uh, Andrews apologizes and says, I'm sorry that I didn't build you a stronger ship, young Rose. You know, I think in the Google Group Monday this week, uh, Duff, you mentioned about someone thinking that, like, Andrews wasn't shown in the right light. He seems like a great guy in this movie. Yeah, I I think he's shown. He, and I think Joe mentioned this a while ago. He's one of the few rich people who comes off well. Yeah. Uh, and and so this this uh, this little scene ends with uh, uh, Andrews giving her a life belt, and she sort of like gives him a hug. Um, and off they go. All right, so this minute ends with uh, Guggenheim walking down the stairs. I I want to I want to stop here. I want to get into that more tomorrow, um, because there's a there's some more to really dig into there. Guys, do you have anything else on this minute? Nah. Mm mm. Okay, well, Joe, I want to kind of bring it to you here. If you've got anything else you want to talk about. Um, someone stepped up big for us, guys. <gasps> really? Uh, we've Is it a Nazi? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. So, uh, no. I, at least not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, we have um, a new segment, new sponsored segment. This is going to be oh. here every Thursday for, I, I hope... Is the duration of the show, but that's going to be up to the listeners. Okay. Uh, let us know if you like it. Uh, support our, um, you know, the cause of our sponsor, and uh, I think we'll bring this back every Thursday. So, um, uh, the James Dean Estate has stepped up, <laughs> sponsored a new segment, and we're calling it the Wreck of the Week. Oh no! <laughs> so every week, uh, I'm going to tell a story about um, a shipwreck. Okay. That I think is fascinating. Uh, obviously, Hell the whole the yeah. whole movie is uh, um, about prob- ar- inarguably the most famous shipwreck of all time. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe we could, as we wind down the show, we could talk about a few others that we think is great. How do you guys like that idea? Hell yeah, baby! Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do the story of the Black Swan today. Oh, do you, have you guys Natalie heard Portman? of the story? Is Natalie Portman in this? Uh, <laughs> not to my knowledge, no. Okay. Um, so. The reason I picked this one is because it combines um, two things that we're clearly passionate about. Shipwrecks, A, correct? Yes. And grifters. Uh Uh-huh. So let me tell you about the Black Swan controversy. Um, This is, uh, first of all, let me give credit to where I, I got the story from. I'm relying heavily, 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 and we'll link out a, a link. Uh, we'll tweet out, excuse me, and we'll put it on Facebook too a, a link to this article. It's uh, written by jo- John Colapinto uh, from the New Yorker, 
in the April 7th, 2008 issue, and the article is called Secrets of the Deep. And if you love stories of American grifters, this is just <laughs> catnip for you. Make oh, sure right. that you read this in an open area where you can run around and play with some toys. You're going to be <laughs> extremely hyperactive. This, like, really, like, you could put this right into my veins because I, I love it. Um, so the this is the story of a company. <laughs> you're not going to believe which state <laughs> this fraud company comes from. Florida. Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. And of which, uh, obviously, your first choice of cities where they'd be from is probably would be Jacksonville. But what would be your second guess? Tampa. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the story. Uh, it obviously multiple people people are involved, but the chief charlatan is a man by the name of Greg Stem. And how do you know that he's a complete piece of garbage? He was once a member of Mensa. Oh. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. So the story begins with um, Greg Stem and uh, and some associates, and he. Uh, He's kind of a businessman, totally unrelated to sea exploration. And then he, on a whim, uh, buys an, uh, a ship from the um, from a university. They get it. And then they eventually start renting it out to like um, oil companies, all, all sorts of people that kind of want to use it to do some deep water research stuff, exploration. Eventually, he kind of gets into the, the treasure hunting business. And here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. So this, so he, uh, the story starts, uh, it's called um, the Seahawk Deep Ocean Technologies, the company. And the the grift timeline starts off with um, the, uh, a, a wreck that's in the Caribbean of a Spanish ship called the Merced. And he starts claiming, uh, somewhat uh, soon after it went public that this has just millions of dollars worth of gold in it. And it's, of course, as soon as this info gets into the press that they found this ship that has millions upon millions of dollars worth of gold on it, the stock price skyrockets. Guess what these guys do next? <laughs> what do they do? They sell off a bunch of their stock. Oh, man. And uh, later on, uh, it is revealed that the ship doesn't have nearly as much money as they claimed and the SEC takes them to court for fraud. And somehow, these guys win the case against the, SC, uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission. But soon after that, the company just sort of folds, and then they're done. He then starts a new company called uh, Odyssey Marine Exploration. And What they, year is this? What is, the, what is it, the general timeline of this? Uh, we're talking mostly early 21st century. Okay. The black swan thing is, is happening uh, yeah, in, the tooth, in the aughts. Okay. So then they find, they claim they find this uh, English ship called the Sussex off the coast of Spain. And okay. and this whole treasure hunting thing in general is a really controversial thing because many people think these are archaeological sites and all these people are just trying to find treasure and they're disturbing archaeological sites to do it. So some companies themselves included will like hire some archaeologists and they'll claim that they're going to do it, excavate things responsibly. These guys do not. <laughs> despite their denials, but they are absolute frauds. So they, they find the Sussex, and now w what you need to do here is, you, obviously it takes millions and millions of dollars to, ex to excavate these deep sea wrecks. Uh, and you need to have James Cameron money, basically, to do this. They 
start to reveal release their sources for why they think a this is that ship in this site and b why it has uh, what would amount to hundreds of millions of dollars worth of gold in its hold so they release these snippets of historical sources to the press and the press of course runs with it and guess what happens to the stock of the odyssey marine exploration when they've really revealed they found the sussex and that it has hundreds of millions of dollars worth of gold on it it goes up, Joe. Yes. Wow. Shocking. So <laughs> the years go by, and they never really find, you know, pull anything up from there. And here comes uh, three guys who have the website historyhuntersinternational.org. And these guys are, like, legit, you know, historians and kind of knowledgeable about deep sea wrecks. And they start digging into this company and their claims, and they realize, like, there's no way this ship has that much money on it. So they start posting blogs about how this can't possibly be true. One post pointing out that the amount of money they ha- they claimed would be on board this ship would be well over half of the entire budget of the English Navy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what happens soon after that? They sell their stock. Hackers shut oh. down History Hunters International. Oh, no. oh, my God. Now, Greg Stem denies any involvement in this, but isn't that incredible? Um, so <laughs> they, they, um, all this controversy, they never really find anything in the Sussex. And then all of a sudden one day Odyssey reveals that they found a ship and they found, um, millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of gold, but they won't reveal where the wreck is or the identity of the ship. Now this entire time they've been arguing at the government of Spain about this other wreck and then they find a different ship. And now they legitimately have found tons and tons of gold. It is worth... Um, really? Yes. They actually found a wreck, but they won't say what it is. But they say that it is estimated they found about $500 million worth of silver and gold coins on it. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's that is good insane. Sign. But they won't say where they found it. They won't say what it's called. They just call it the Black Swan. But this isn't the actual name of the ship. Spain's government immediately is like, "There's this definitely is probably one of our ships. We Give us that money. Where did you find it? What ship is it? And Odyssey just won't say where it is. They won't say what it is. They pulled all the money off of it. Then they shipped it to Gibraltar. And then they flew it from Gibraltar from the United, to the United States. So by the time the Spanish government found out about all of this, the, uh, their ship was still there in spanish waters but all the money was gone it was already back in florida okay or it was in an undisclosed location sure can you believe this so the ship starts to sail set sail from spain to go back to the united states after they successfully you know smuggle this money out through gibraltar and a spanish battleship stops them forces them to return to port and the 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 captain basically does the version of like a sovereign citizen Nice. With his lawyer on the radio, and he's like, "Are you? Uh, I, I'm paraphrasing. Are you threatening to sink us if we don't come in?" in the version of like, "Am I being detained?" Yeah, yeah. And they don't answer, and then the lawyer's like, "We should probably go back to port." <laughs> <laughs> so they go back, and then this turns into a, a years-long court battle between the government of Spain and the Odyssey Marine Exploration Company about who should get that gold. Uh, Greg Stem. Uh, Basically, <laughs> just uh, you, you know how like when guys get in too deep, they start to behave more and more erratically. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, sort of. So or at one point during the trial, at one point during the trial, he walked over. He A, he wore a captain's uniform to the first day of the trial with like a blue coat and brass <laughs> buttons. And then he went and confronted the lawyer that was representing the government of Spain and said that he was either naive or dishonest and he wasn't sure which one was worse. <laughs> That's a paraphrase, too. Wow. Um, and uh, they... Um, basically fought this in court and then when did this and then finally in uh this happened somewhat recently in 2014 the case was finally resolved the uh money is in spain now all the gold okay and it is being displayed in various you know public venues throughout throughout um the country of spain and uh spain also wanted 3.3 million dollars in legal fees and the judge awarded them $1 million because of the um, uh, order to pay $1 million for bad faith and abusive litigation, this Odyssey wow. company. Uh, fun facts about the company. They also um, had marketing deals with National Treasure Book of Secrets. <laughs> where they, And then they also, this one I loved even more, another marketing deal with Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End where they buried uh, a chest somewhere in the Caribbean with five hundred thousand dollars in it. So the actual name of the wreck, if people want to look it up, is the Nuestra Señora de las Mercedes. Okay. Uh, if you want to look it up, and it it legitimately had an absolutely massive haul of treasure, and these grifting American scumbags basically Found used it. the Sussex as a massive distraction while they actually pulled all the gold out of this other ship, and then they had to fight the entire country of Spain in U.S. <laughs> courts. Uh, to try to keep the money and failed, so it was returned to Spain, uh, and thanks to a U.S. district court. And then it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court refused to hear the appeal. Wow, it's just a classic rift. My story, I mean, I'm hopping all all around. It's a really long story, but we're going to link to the article, and I, I highly encourage you to read it. It's a it's a great story of and also an interesting thing you know there's an estimated but the un estimates that there are over three million dollars excuse me three million shipwrecks on the ocean floor wow obviously yeah. many of these shipwrecks are going to have extremely valuable artifacts or or actual you know gold and silver or diamonds things like that so who gets that stuff so yeah it's a it really interesting to... aspect of international law and and domestic laws and the reason i i was gravitated towards the story is because that brings us back to titanic where an american company you know, found the Titanic, and there's all that dispute over who gets, you know, the artifacts from it, things like that. I, I would encourage our listeners to check out Bob Loblaw's law blog to find out <laughs> more about this. Maybe if, if you want to get into maritime law. Yeah, he's got a lot of really interesting information <laughs> on there. So we'll link to the article. Just read the article. It's way better than my retelling of it. But um, And uh, I, we'll be back uh, every Thursday with a wreck of the week brought oh, to you man. by the state of Jamestown. That Jamestown. was an awesome story. Yeah, it's amazing. Thanks, Joe. Oh, thank you guys for, for indulging me. Um, listeners, you should tell us what you think about this. Go to titanicminute.com slash steerage. That's our uh, Facebook group where uh, listeners interact with uh, the nonsense we say. I'm sure there's a lot about that story and uh, built the city on broken glass. Um, <laughs> now you moron. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, hopefully everyone can stay safe while Beirut's on fire. And uh, (laughs) we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 150.